Well, I'm very excited to be here to uh, preach for you today. Um, Pastor John Marshall and Ruth are um, traveling um, out of town um, this weekend. Uh, he already had a prior commitment to speak at a missions conference um, at another church, um, I believe in Cape Girardeau. Um, so he's traveling back tomorrow. So if you would continue to um, pray for him and Ruth as they travel um, back to Springfield tomorrow. Um, but I'm excited to be here to, to preach through God's word. Um, God has laid this um, on my heart um, in this season and this week specifically um, to preach on this topic. And so we're going to be looking through uh, multiple different passages today, um, but a good reference point for us to start um, with this idea of the job of a shepherd as we're going to be in 1 Peter 5, um, verses 2 through 3. So if you have your Bibles, um, your phones, if you want to go ahead and uh, pull those out, turn over there, 1 Peter 5, um, verses 2 through 3. We'll be there in just a second. So it's one of my life's uh, greatest privileges and honor um, to, to work in the church, um, to serve God um, with everything that I get to do in my life, um, to be on staff, to minister, to pastor to people. Um, it's one of, the, one of my favorite things um, in life. Um, it's never been the easiest thing, but it's one of my favorites. Um, the job of being a pastor um, is something that um, those in ministry should take seriously. Um, it's something that we as a church need to remind ourselves of what a pastor is, who a shepherd is, and how that applies to us today. Um, this is a little bit of a different type of message than I would normally give on a Sunday morning, um, but, I, but I felt like the season that we're in right now of about to start looking for a lead pastor, I thought it'd be a great time for us to dive into Scripture and walk through um, what is a shepherd? What is a pastor um, to us and to our church? Um, what do we need to be looking for um, in this season? Because um, being truthful here, this is a season um, where a lot of churches um, can crumble um, or, you know, we can lock arms, we can stay committed, and we can grow um, and become healthier and stronger. Um, so I'm praying that God allows us and gives us the ability and the strength um, to lock arms, to challenge each other, and to grow um, in this season. So if you would, 1 Peter 5, verses 2 and 3. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. Being examples to the flock. And I want to challenge you as um, we look through this passage and different passages today, you're going to be like, well, how does this even apply to me? Like, I, I don't want to be a pastor. You know, that may be you today. And you're like, true, you, you may not want to be a pastor. Um, but everything that we're going to talk through today in Scripture of what God um, has challenged um, shepherds and pastors um, can ring true for us too as individuals in the church on how we are supposed to live our lives um, and how we're supposed to guide and protect those around us spiritually and biblically. Um, so there's a lot that we can gain through this um, personally and individually, but also us at large um, as, a, as a whole church. So I don't know if you knew this, but the word shepherd is used 101 times in the Bible. That's quite a bit of uh, times used through Scripture. It's, 
it's referenced. Sometimes the word shepherd is used to describe the job of leading sheep. You know, some of you may be farmers in here. Some of you may have sheep. Um, You can relate with the task that is of leading sheep. Sometimes it is used metaphorically to describe the job of leading people. And sometimes it is used theologically to describe God in his role of leading and caring for his sheep. So there's multiple ways that the word shepherd can be used in Scripture. The Bible tells us some very important characteristics of being a good shepherd. So what is a good shepherd? I'm going to give us five things that we need to look for in a shepherd. The first is feed the sheep. The first task is to feed the sheep. You can write these down um, as references in your notes if you're taking notes. But Genesis 46, verse 32, And the men are shepherds, for their occupation has been to feed livestock. Isaiah 40, 11, He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Jeremiah 3, 15, And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So there are multiple references here relating to what a shepherd is. But a shepherd is to make sure the flock is fed. What's the flock? We, the church, are the flock. And so what do we as a church need to be fed with? We need to be fed with scripture, the gospel. This is the only thing that gives us life. So it's the job of the shepherd to feed us through Scripture. So why is it the job of the shepherd to feed us? A shepherd, you know, in all aspects outside a church, is hired by a farmer or a rancher to help reproduce healthy sheep. So if you're going to produce anything healthy, it needs to be given healthy food, correct? You know, I I don't know if I'm the best example of what, you know, receiving healthy food looks like, but whenever you get good food, you know how it impacts you. And the same is true for Scripture. If you're diving into God's Word, if you're being impacted by what it's saying and doing in your life, man, you're going to start doing all kinds of great things for the Lord and being able to go through everything that life throws at us because we're rooted in his word, being fed from the Bible. The shepherd of a church must serve healthy food from God's word. Many shepherds today think their words are full of wisdom and accolades and worth accolades. But man, our words, our personal ambitions do nothing for you, for the church. Everything that our future pastor should be doing is fully relying on God's word. Yeah, because if he's not, we're going to go down some crazy paths as a, as a church. So as we're looking for that shepherd, as we're looking forward to what God's doing here, man, let's look for someone that can feed us as the sheep. I've learned this about ministry. After you've been fed... After you have been fed, a steady 
healthy diet of God's word, a church begins to, to develop a love for the Bible. I don't know where you're at in your journey. I don't know where you're at in your walk with the Lord. Um, but if you've challenged yourself in the past, if you've been challenged biblically, scripturally, and spiritually, man, you know what it is to be committed to God. You know what it is to be impacted by his word. And whenever you get that, you can't get enough of it. Whenever you're fed properly, whenever you're diving in to God's word on your own as well, man, you, you have this spirit ignited in you because we have the Holy Spirit in us as believers. And whenever we're reading God's word, man, we're talking with him. He's guiding us through his word. So as we're looking for a leader that can feed us well through God's word, let me challenge you also, what are you doing in your personal life to be fed? Are you coming to church um, for an hour or two on Sunday and an hour and a half on Wednesday, um, and that's all you're getting for the week? Um, because if that's so, you know, as much effort as can go into preaching or your life group leaders preparing a lesson or your Wednesday night leaders preparing a topic for a study, as much effort as those people give for those three things, man, if three hours of your week is all you give to the Lord, man, you're not going to be changed or impacted or growing. You know how many hours are outside of those that we give to other things, to our jobs, to school, to, to our family, to our resources, which are important things, but where is God in those things? So let me challenge you to look at your life and see how are you personally challenging yourself, feeding yourself, and looking to Scripture through every aspect of your life. I've been taught in almost my decade of biblical education training, um, which thankfully I'm nearing, nearing an end, an end of the site. But I've been taught for years and years to look to Scripture first. Whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is that's happening in your church, in life, and look to Scripture first. And then everything after that, base it on what you've learned from Scripture, from God. How is God impacting you? And man, if that has any bit of truth, then we can be impacted, we can be filled with joy, we can live a life that has an amazing, impactful spirit for others if we're relying on Scripture. So a shepherd is to feed the sheep, and second, a shepherd is to protect the sheep. And what does it look like for a shepherd to protect the sheep? In 1 Samuel 17, we read the story of David and Goliath. Raise your hand if you've heard the story of David and Goliath. Yeah, you know, most of us in here have kind of heard that story once or twice, you know, or a few thousand if you've grown up in the church. So David um, had a little bag that he carried um, with stones in it. Um, and so it was his shepherd's bag full of stones that he used um, to defend, you know, his flock. And so it would be like a modern day, you know, if you were carrying, you know, gun with the bullets kind of thing. Um, but he had a sling and he had a shepherd's bag of rocks that he would use to defend his sheep. And so before David was known 
for killing this giant Goliath, David had spent years in the field protecting his sheep against bears and lions and other animals that sought to devour the sheep. But David, before then, had been trained to defend and protect his sheep with what God had given him. And that was his sling and those stones. And so it's our job to look to a pastor that is willing to step out and protect us. And I'm not saying, you know, the next guy needs to come up here with, you know, a sling and some rocks on his hip, and anybody that walks through that door, they're like, Wah! you know. I know some students up here that would uh, be willing to uh, volunteer for that position in the church, that volunteer role. Um, but they need to be willing to step into whatever it is that's hindering the growth of the church. The Bible says that Satan is roaring, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. This happens in churches all the time. A good shepherd will recognize those people in situations that can harm the flock and the sheep. We've all been in the church. We are all in, currently in the church. You've all had some type of experience, I can imagine, where you've been gossiped about, you've been talked about, um, you've been affected by some type of thing in the church. I mean, if you've been in the church for any amount of time, um, you realize the church is full of people just, just like you. You know, just because we're in the church and believers doesn't mean we're not broken, sinful, and doing wrong things. But you also realize, hopefully, if you've gone through anything in the church, you realize how harmful it can be to the growth of the church at large, or how harmful it can be to you personally to develop yourself spiritually um, if you constantly are hearing negative things, if you're constantly being dragged in um, to the dirt or talking about whatever it is. You know, Scripture teaches that our shepherd should be able to step into a situation or something and be able to resolve conflict and not let the negative drive the church. Because like I said earlier, we're in this season of transition. We're in this season of change. And as much as I hope it doesn't happen, whenever a church goes through this, this is the prime opportunity for people to begin to speak negatively, to lose hope, to be done with the church completely and move on um, because they've been hurt, broken, talked about, Opinions, everybody has opinions. We're all offended if our opinion isn't heard. So where are we going to be? What are we going to do as a church in this season? You know, without that shepherd leading us for this next season, you know, what are we going to do as a church? Are we going to fall into um, this pattern of deceit and disdain and conflict, or are we going to fall into a pattern of love, respect, honor, and trust? Because it's easy to do the first, very hard to do the second. But man, church, if we're willing to start now to grow, to challenge ourselves, um, to, to step into these 
actions of a shepherd and begin to protect each other, protect our church, protect our reputation, man, how much easier will it be for our next pastor whenever they already know that you've been fighting for this church and for him however long before he got here? In my 17 years of serving the church, I know I'm not, you know, old enough to be serving in the church 17 years, but when you're a, you're a pastor's kid, you start young. And seven of those, being on staff at a church, I've realized that sometimes, even though it's hard, sometimes you have to pull weeds before you can grow, and not just grow, but grow healthy. I know that's hard for us to hear, I know that means different things to different people, but sometimes we have to stop, we have to evaluate, um, and we have to be able to move forward with the right heart, the right spirit, and the right mind so that we can grow healthier, deeper, and wider in God's love. Our future shepherd must do this, but we must also protect each other doctrinally, personally, and spiritually. Some of you can attest to what happens when you are attacked or gossiped about, like I talked about, and let's not let that happen. Let's let this be a season where we're challenging each other to grow in God's word, challenging each other to grow spiritually, challenging each other to continue to be evangelists to our community, to our friends, and to our family. Man, I hope that you want to protect each other. You want to protect this church. You want to protect the young ears of Christianity, people that are just stepping into the church and hearing about God and the church for the first time. But if all you've done is talk bad about the church and about God and about his people before they step in here, man, you're doing them a disservice whenever they come in and hear how God loves them and wants to have a relationship with them. So a shepherd must feed us, protect us, and now a shepherd must lead us. He must lead the sheep. Despite what many think, despite what many good sheep think, it is not the job of the sheep to lead the flock. It is the job of the shepherd. In Israel, following the failure of King Saul to lead the nation, the leaders came from all over and told David, you have led us before, and we need you to lead us now. In 2 Samuel 5, 2, they quote God in telling David, You shall shepherd my people Israel. Here's what God said about David's leadership in Psalm 78, verses 70 through 72. He also chose David his servant and took him from the sheepfolds, from following the ewes that had young he brought, he brought him, to shepherd Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance, so he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. David loved the people, and because of that, he led them where they needed to go. He led them where they needed to go, not where they wanted to go. He used every skill God had given him to lovingly lead Israel. While it is not the job of the sheep to lead it is the job of the shepherd to lead the sheep where, they're ne where they need to go by God's direction. 
Many shepherds or pastors make, make a tragic mistake of leading the sheep where they want to go. Because that's the easy thing. But where does God need us to be? God gives churches their own spirit, style, and personality. A leader must discover that and lead towards that, not their own. Many leaders make this, make this mistake because we're human. But we are God's flock. It is him we worship, not styles or opinions, but God. Leading sheep is difficult, very difficult. Not many are called or cut out to do this. Being a pastor is easily the toughest job I've ever had. But I've never loved doing anything else quite this much. Many people have asked me in the past month or so, like, oh, Zach, how are, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Are you burdened? And Brandy the same, uh, which we appreciate you asking. But being honest in my response, yes, I'm burdened. Yes, there's a lot going on. Yes, I know there's a lot that has to be done. But truthfully, man, I love, I love serving you. I love being on staff at a church. And whatever it is that we're going through as a church, like I wouldn't choose what we're going through. Not if, if there was a list of a thousand options, this would not be the, the decision I choose of how you know, my ministry time is going. But despite that, I love what God has called me to. I love his church. I love his people. I love to do ministry. Man, I hope you feel the same about that because there is nothing that will deter me from not serving God faithfully. Man, I've talked to many of you in this season, and I, I know you're hurt. I know you're burdened. I know your hearts are heavy. But man, like, let's keep our focus on the Lord, on his church, on what needs to be done. Because life is tough, but there are still people out there that don't know Jesus as their Savior, and it's our responsibility to be able to move into a healthy season of our church and be able to share that love to others around us. Because, man, if, if we, the ones that are called out as believers, if we're sidetracked, if we're burdened with so much that we're not doing what God has called us to do, then we're failing. We're failing as believers. We're failing our loved ones. We're failing our friends. We're failing our community if you don't have that love for God, for ministry, and for his people. So I don't know about you, but it does get crazy, but I find joy in the trenches doing what God has called me to do. If it wasn't what God called me to do, I wouldn't find joy in it. But knowing that God has called me to it, and God has called you to it because if you're a believer, God has called you to serve him. Man, we should find joy 
to serve him, to serve others, to do what we need to do to grow healthy as a church and as individuals. A pastor or a shepherd needs to understand the flock and where to lead them and how to do this. So how does a shepherd do this? By having a relationship with God and a genuine love for the sheep. Now you may be like, oh yeah, it's obvious, like we're going to look for a pastor that's, you know, a believer that knows Jesus. Um, But sometimes you kind of forget to, you know, ask basic questions and think through what it is in their life of why they're doing what they're doing. So man, will our shepherd have a heart for Jesus? Because honestly, as we're going to talk about this, who is on the search committee this afternoon in business meeting, you know, it's on you, church, to choose someone that has a heart for him, that has a heart for the lost, that has a heart for his church. I mean, you really have to be thinking through these things, and you're like, someone else will ask it. Someone else will think about it. No, church, it's on us to do our due diligence and to call someone in that loves God with every fiber of his being. So a good shepherd will know how and when to lead. When the time is right, when the people are right, when the finances are right, when the plan is right, and when the support is right. A good shepherd knows when to lead and where to lead. Not through what he wants to do, but through what God is calling him to do for you. So next, a shepherd does this by loving the sheep. A shepherd must love the sheep. Matthew 9, 35-36. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. And Jesus looked at the people and realized there was no one loving them or leading them. When sheep are left alone, they become scared. They try to run away and hide from danger. They become lonely. And no matter where you land on this realization, this is exactly where we're at today. This is why we are in church. And because we're all sheep, we're all broken, we're all lost, we're all unsure of what's going on in life. But we're here at church because we know that we're supposed to follow God, love God, and do what he's called us to do. A shepherd needs to accept the call to come here to Southgate, choose to love us right where we are. He needs to preach the hard truth because he loves us. He needs to lead us to do what we need to do for Christ. I believe this about leadership And if anybody in this room has ever led anybody, you'll understand this. But when people love and trust you, they will follow you. When people love and trust you, they will follow you. 
So it's on us as well as we pursue our pastor, our shepherd, our leader, to love him, to love his family, to do what needs to be done to help the growth of this church. And lastly, the shepherd must sacrifice. He must sacrifice for the sheep. John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Jesus is the supreme example of giving his life for his sheep. A good shepherd will learn from this and lead, just like Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul says that in Acts 20, 28, Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. And Jesus Christ is the best example of sacrifice for his people. Pastors do not always do a very good job of taking heed for themselves. Most have left it all on the field. They give up their time, resources, and energy to do what God has called them to do. Pastors do want to sacrifice. And we need to look for that in our leader. But let's not let our next pastor sacrifice too much. Because as it's his job to lead, shepherd, feed, protect, sacrifice for us, man, it's a burden to lead in that way. Because as, as we, as Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ, we are not Christ. <laughs> Any of us in this room, our next shepherd is not going to be Jesus Christ coming on this stage and be perfect. Our pastor will be human. He'll be broken. He'll be a sinner. Because just because you're in ministry does not void you of those things of being a human being. God definitely does put a calling on someone's life to pursue him in ministry, as he did with me in July of 2009. But that calling to ministry, like I said, does not mean that I struggle, does not mean that I am not a sinner, and it does not mean that I desire other things in the world. But that calling that someone has on their life should be the foundation of what they're doing for the church and for you. And it should ring true to all of us. And if we can see that in a leader, if we can see that in our next pastor, and that should ignite a fire in us to be like, okay, they've dedicated their life. They have a calling to do this. I can see how much they're sacrificing and loving me. And I, I could give a little bit of, of my time to do this, to serve the church in this way. You know, I could give a little more here to help with this outreach opportunity. And you're impacted by seeing a leader serve in that way, sacrifice in that way. So as we look for a leader that embodies these five aspects of a shepherd, let me kind of flip it and encourage and challenge you in your, your own walk with the Lord. 
So if you have your pens, phones, let me write these down, or you write these down and challenge yourself. So are you seeking to be fed? Are you seeking to be fed? Yes, the shepherd has a responsibility to present God's word well in worship. But you, as a believer, have a responsibility to seek out God's word and apply it to your life on a daily basis. So are you seeking to be fed? Are you challenging yourself to grow in this season? The next thing is, are you protecting those around you? Are you protecting those around you? And we're in a season of change, transition. It's easy for us to draw swords and go to war with each other. But man, it's our job to stand up, to protect each other, and do what we need to do to help the church grow. The next thing is, are you leading with the gifts God has given you? Are you leading with the gifts God has given you? Yes, we're in a season where we're asking for help in some different areas. Um, there's still opportunities to serve in every ministry of the church. Um, but, but I ask this question in this way, are you leading with the gifts God has given you? Because if, if you're being asked to serve in some way that you don't feel like you're gifted in that way, you don't feel like you're going to thrive in that thing, you know, like, be honest with the person that's asking you to serve and to help and to lead um, because maybe, maybe you are made and gifted in a certain way to serve in another ministry that you'll thrive in. So don't step into something, you know, just to fill a, fill a gap, you know, in this season. Step into something because you love that thing, be, because you love the purpose of that thing. Step into something that you know that God is challenging you to do in your life. Use your gifts to serve this church, to serve this community. And yes, sometimes you do have to kind of stretch yourself to figure out what your gifts are. But man, are you challenging yourself to lead with the gifts God has given you? The next thing is, are you showing love in every aspect of your life? Are you showing love in every aspect of your life? This isn't just church talk, you know, are you show, showing love outside of these walls, um, in your family, in your workplace, wherever it is that you like to hang out, are you showing love? Because whether we have a full-time lead pastor or not, it's still your responsibility, our responsibility to show Christ, and the best way to do that is to show love to others. And the last thing is, when was the last time you sacrificed for God? When was the last time you sacrificed for God? And you can apply that however you want in your life. Time, resources, I don't know, something in your life. But when is the last time that you've sacrificed, what was it you sacrificed for God, for his church, for the kingdom? 
Because if we're going to ask our pastor, our next pastor to come in and to lead us with a sacrificial heart, just as Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, man, we as a church need to be willing and able and already sacrificing whatever we need to to see people come to know him, to see this church grow, to see our community impacted by the love and grace of Jesus Christ. So man, it's, it's on our shoulders right now, church. I challenge you this morning to, to look at five areas of what a shepherd should be and entail and the spirit they should embody. But man, it, right now, like that should, I don't know about you, but it, it excites me and challenges me to know like it's on our shoulders in this season to carry the, the torch and to make sure we're getting done what needs to get done, making sure the main thing is the main thing because we can get muddy down, watered down. But man, if we're keeping our focus on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, if we're coming to worship him, to be challenged, to grow, and then going out in our community and telling people about this guy named Jesus Christ that loved me enough to die on the cross for me, and he loves you enough that he died on the cross for you. Man, that should impact us, that should challenge us, that should want us to do more as believers and more as a church. So as I close, I'm going to have the band uh, come up for our final song. But as they're coming up, those five questions that I asked you um, in respect to what we're looking for, a pastor and a shepherd, man, maybe one of those things stood out to you that I challenged you with. Maybe you're like, okay, like, yeah, I, I knew like I should look for that in my pastor, but I never thought I should embody that or I should do that. Um, so maybe you need to come forward today and pray and just ask God to convict your heart, to show you a way that you can grow, to show you a way that you can do something more for the kingdom. So man, if, if you would, stand with me. I'm going to pray, and then after I'm done praying, the band's going to lead us in this song, and if you feel led, and just come forward and pray for our church, pray over our next pastor, pray for their family, and if you would, pray for your life and what you're doing for the kingdom.